Hello, everyone. Oh, it's cold again after a nice warm day. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Rat Party variety time period. Yes. Might probably be around about an hour, but I don't want to make any promises. No. Uh, this is a this is a month of five Mondays, so you're getting a special special little mixture of things that we've thought about but haven't fully formatted yet. But with a, a spark difference in terms of how many people are currently here. <laughs> Yes, we have, we've we've got two people recording two. this episode. Just two yeah. of us. The rap party members are busy boys. Very busy boys. So it's uh, me, David, and him, Ryan. Yay! Yay! <laughs> just just uh, me and David in a room. Going, we're, we're just so basically we're just going to go through a bunch of different formats that we've all had ideas that we've for. sort of tossed around in the past, yeah. but never done anything with. So we thought we'd uh, put them out to you, sort of sort of a vetting sort of focus group. Yeah, exactly. So if you really like some of these ideas, we may in the future turn them into yeah. to sections of their own or, or entire episodes of their own. So it's sort of like a an experimental episode yeah. of the future. And if you really, really like it, what you could do is share it. Share it, then then people <laughs> other people can have an opinion on it. Exactly. And then they can share it too and they you know, and it grows exponentially. Can you imagine if there. this episode has the most listeners? <laughs> the one that we've done the least amount of work preparing yes. for. I'd love that. Make yeah. that a thing. Share it. Yeah, that would be incredible. So Well well Ryan, you've got the you've got the playlist. Yes. Over there. What are we gonna do today? We are doing three things. Mm-hmm. Numero Uno. I was gonna give you the titles. Some of them give it away, some of them don't. <laughs> uh, the first thing we're gonna do today is best and worst. Um, that's just the title. I'm not giving you more than that. I'm not give it away. It's pretty obvious. Pretty obvious <laughs> what it is. Uh, second section, we're going to do a UK box office sort of breakdown um, where we look at the last week and just the UK box office in general, pointing out some of its idiosyncrasies yep. and such because it's not a thing talked about often. You get a lot of things talking about the international box office and the US box office especially because mm-hmm. it's the one that most people go by. But we thought we'd give the UK a shout because it's an interesting box office our one. It doesn't played by the rules sometimes and also we're going to do some predictions on what we think the top 10 highest earning films of the year are going to be yeah in the uk and then at the very end of the episode we put a shout out asking for some for some questions yes so we're going to do an, a, o- an open q a with you guys yes a very basic q a with <laughs> we're not saying we've run out of ideas we just <laughs> well no this is this is our chance to interact yeah, with our audience directly a bit more. so we've got some questions from some of our yeah. wonderful listeners and we're going to those questions and give you the answers. Um, so lovely, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Should we crack on with the first yeah, one? Yeah, let's, do yes, best and worst, let's, let's open up. So yeah. to give you a brief explanation of the format, this was going to be a thing that would have been where the pitch battle is now. Yeah. This is one of the ones we that were, could have we been had, pitch We had battle. two ideas. We went with pitch battles and pitch battles worked really, really well. Yeah. So we haven't we haven't had a chance to do this yet. Because we found this was a, a, a tad similar to stuff we've done before. Yeah, this is yeah. basically if we have a top five idea, but there isn't a definitive list that we can work yeah, from. Yeah, you could do it like this. Then we just do the best and worst of each category. So yeah, it's entitled best and worst. So essentially we get given a category and we decide yep. the best film that does that thing and the worst film that does yep. that thing. And each person who happens to be there will submit one for each. Yeah. So today it's just me and David. We've done three just to keep it brief. Um, and the first one being best and worst endings. So me and David have picked our best endings to a film and our worst thing to a film, and we're just gonna we're gonna talk about them. So we'll do best first. To best first, you okay. go first. David. Yeah. What's so your best ending. My best film ending, the one that stuck with me the longest, was a very very basic bitch of an answer. Sure, that's fine. Uh, the, that's Dark the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. 
Good classic. ending. Great good, ending. It is a very good Solid ending. Solid ending. Um, but it, it stuck with me because I'd never never thought of heroes in that way before. Yeah. It was it had always been very basic and this added so much complexity to the genre for me. The fact that heroes can do things other than be the big hero save the day. Yeah. They can do lots of other things and that resonated very powerfully for me. Yeah. For my for my yeah, for all... my uh, first year at uni self. <laughs> yeah, de- oh yeah, definitely, yeah. It definitely grounded the idea of superheroes. Yes. Of like, definitely. which Batman's always done. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. He does some some not mad quite, shit not, sometimes. Not quite. <laughs> but not, not quite to this efficacy. I no, no, it, was, it was to an extreme, but yeah it, yeah, it sort of took superheroes and went, I don't want to sound like a twat, <laughs> but that superheroes come in all shapes and sizes. Nah. <laughs> and they're not always... The ones, as the quote goes, yeah, not always one we, no, not the one we need, but the one we deserve. Something like that. It's, yeah, it's not always the hero we need, but the one we deserve. Yeah. So it's the one that Gotham, yeah, the hero that Gotham deserves, yeah. but not the, the one, one it needs, needs right now. Because right then, yeah. yeah, which is clever. So we'll hunt him. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, an ending so good, I actually ripped it off for a pantomime that I wrote. Nice. I put that. In. If it's pantomime, it's allowed. Exactly. You can parody anything in pantomime. Yeah. Um, so that was the ending of one of my. But with the Lord of the Rings music playing over the top, <laughs> it was a real mix mash of parody. Um, that sounds like fun. Is it that, was good. Is that on video? It's sadly not. That's it's, a real shame. Most of mine were filmed. I'd love to one. do a, a rap party react to this. <laughs> sadly, the, the cameras died. <laughs> but some of them are. Some I could. We could do that. We could watch some of my pantomime, which I'm in as well. Um, my best ending is Whiplash. Okay. The drumming movie. Yep. <laughs> um, it's just a really good ending. It's an ending that fulfills you with all sorts of emotions, both bad and good. Mm-hmm. The ending mainly good, but the building up to that point, it's, you feel awful. <laughs> like he's going for a <laughs> shit old time, but not in a sort of bad end of the world bad time. It's a very small movie, just about yeah. drumming, and I it's an a metaphor. Yeah, a very intimate, movie. although it's sort of a, a grander metaphor for art in general. Yeah, um, and the ending is just just a like the ending also had like just the bit where he plays drums at the end has its sort of own mini plot, mm-hmm. like that. Just the solo he does at the end where he does the song. It sort of has a beginning, middle, and end all in itself. Yeah, one of the screenwriting's technique. One, yeah, one of the techniques for screenwriting that I was taught is that each scene should have its own the beginning, same middle, and end. Yeah, and it really does. And it's and it's not even we've got words. It's just a piece of music yeah. and the the performances of the two actors with J.K. Simmons and my what's his Miles name? Teller. Miles Teller. I always, forget, I always forget his name. I know it's Miles, but I never forget his second. I haven't name. even seen Whiplash, and I know that <laughs> it's good. It's so good. Um, like yeah. their interactions during that scene, mm-hmm. no words are spoken, but it's it's, yeah, it's a very physical piece, and it just uplifts me. It's a really good ending, just so good, and the music and the drum is really good as well, which is fun. Lovely. So your worst ending? Yes, arguably more interesting is to talk about the worst ones. Which yes, I think it's a lot more fun. Uh, so my my worst ending is uh, a film that was pretty underwhelming, yeah. and a lot of people probably haven't seen. Uh, but it is the sci-fi film Passengers. Okay, yeah, no, I've Have seen, you seen it. it? You've I've seen, seen it? it? Okay, so we can talk about it. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen it, I'm going to guess there are Just a few do a of breakdown you. Quick. Um, so uh, Chris Pratt's cryopod breaks during a 90-year mission, and he's got 70 years left stumbling around this ship 
completely on his lonesome. With some robots. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like got Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. <laughs> he's got Michael Sheen robot, which, to be fair, I think is enough company for your trip. Oh, no, I'd happily have a Michael but Sheen he, robot. But he decides that he'd rather have Jennifer Lawrence as well. So I mean, he, he, he yeah. breaks her machine, yeah, which is morally one of the most. I mean, you, Chris okay. Pratt does a really good job of selling it. Okay. Of selling the whole dilemma that he's in. He is the best part Does he of it. That's he's doing it. <laughs> like he, no, he really wrestles with okay, it. There are entire scenes of him like okay. like clawing yeah. his hair out, okay. getting like yeah. born on his own, all of that. And yeah. he sells it really well. Okay. Uh but eventually like he does break her out and essentially imprisons her with him. Yeah. Uh and I don't think yeah. the the moral uh if story in all of that is explored a little bit. Uh, and then the ship starts malfunctioning and breaking down and they come across Lawrence Fishburne an entire subplot becomes the main plot. Yeah. And then he goes on some space hijinks, resolves all that. And, and you know, and that's it. Happy yeah. ending. Yeah. But the bit, the one thing that... Oh, God, cramped. <laughs> David has cramped up, ladies and gents. Oh. Has re- got off his seat. <laughs> With some vigour. Ooh, that's how bad this film is. We're going to give him a second. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is so staining. Ow. <laughs> what the fuck did that come from? No, it happens. It happens. Oh. I get out. Is it back of the leg? Yeah. Yeah, horrible. Absolutely yeah. horrible. You oh, do it, just bend over and It's still the there. So I'm in a comfortable position. I'll Good. finish off Crack now. on. <laughs> uh, so the thing that really gets me about the ending is there's a medical pod that becomes available mm-hmm. and it can function as a temporary cryopod. Oh, of course it and, can. And Chris Pratt uh, like completes his arc, offers it out to Jennifer Lawrence and says, yeah. look, you can do everything you've always wanted. You can go back to sleep. You yeah. can wake up when the ship arrives. Yeah. And she doesn't, she doesn't take do it. it. No, and and that really pisses me off because the entire film is about how he's done this bad thing and he needs to make up for it. And he doesn't. He makes up for it and then Jennifer Lawrence is like, nah, I'll spend the rest of my life with you instead. He makes up for it for being fucking charming. Yeah. <laughs> Making yeah. him fall in love with it. It just really annoyed me. A yeah. film that had already pretty much ignored its temporary moral dilemma that yeah. was doing so well at the beginning. Continuously. Just to and then, continue to ignore yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. That's my worst film okay. ending. You good now? I think so. Okay, well, you don't have to talk now. I'm going to stick a leg out. Good idea. To... My worst ending is for the film 2012. <laughs> so Yeah, that's a shit film. <laughs> an ending to a bad film, but the ending was just more shit than it could have been. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just got... It, it did nothing. Yeah, not really. The end, it was like, oh, we're on a boat now. Yeah. Good. <laughs> That's the last line that gets me. Do you know what the last line is? I can't remember. It's like, it, I can't remember it in detail, but it's, he's talking to his daughter. Yeah. And he says um, about her being older. And he goes, yeah, no pull-ups anymore. As in reference to, like, pull-up diapers. Like, you know right. what I mean? Oh, okay. But she's like 10. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she shouldn't have anymore, John. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> She should have gone past that stage a long time ago. Oh Bad God. parenting. I mean, unless she's got some sort of medical condition, but that's not never explored. But yeah, it's it's a very... It's a limp dick of an ending. Yeah, <laughs> like, it really it, is. It's... To a film that, that builds to nothing <laughs> and then does nothing. Because yeah. all the way through watching it, I was like, okay, there's some relatively interesting action sequences. <laughs> not particularly... It's, it's they did like, the, the first one was good. Oh, like a limo, and they just escape it. Cool. 
Then they yeah. go, oh, we'll do another one in a, in a plane. Oh, oh, we'll do oh, another oh, one in just, a caravan. They, yeah. Just pick, just do one. <laughs> it's, it's just an entire series of escaping things. escaping things. It's ridiculous. I think the way I like to think of it, if I'm being... Go on. If I'm trying to be really nice to the film, mm-hmm. and I don't like... I, you know, I, I do try and be nice to films when I can, yeah. is that I think every single person on the planet is also trying to escape. Yeah. And we are just being shown the experiences yeah. of the one family that was lucky enough no. to actually do all of these yeah. things. But then they're, they're, and then they're So like, you think about the chances of it. Also, this is the one yeah. in the seven billion that actually made it. Yeah. And for the whole thing, they're trying to get to the Ark. It's referred to, isn't it? Like the oh, boat yeah. is referred yeah. to as the Noah's Ark. Ark from, yeah, the, like, from the great storm. It's that like a biblical reference. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so the whole time they're trying to get to them, and they, and they finally get there, and there's loads of people on it, yeah. for one thing. And there's like men, there's supposedly a few of them. Like there's not just one arc. There's like yeah, supposedly like, like twelve or something. There's like a collection of them. Yeah. And then now, now there's now significantly less land. Like the water level is is stupidly high. Yeah. Where I did all this extra water come? from? I don't from? know where the extra water <laughs> came from. I don't know because <laughs> there is only so much water on this planet. Like yeah. It and it's some. It's always it's either in the sea. Or in the air, that's pretty much it. That's where yep. the majority of the water is most of the yep. time. And it just cycles between those two things. Yeah. Unless a massive meteor hits the planet that's made of ice, <laughs> yeah. no water can be added to this planet. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think one of my favorite, one of my favorite moments in that the sort of the ending action scene is when yeah. the boat swings around and they're like, "Oh, what is that?" And then it's like, "Oh, that's Everest." And like, you're like, "What the?" What? Fuck? So hang on, so we can only see like the top <laughs> bit of Everest. That's not Everest. So that means. Yeah. There's very little land for all of you to live on. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, yeah. and that's all mountains. You can't farm that. Yeah. You're fucked. You're. All, it's not. You haven't saved yourselves. Yeah. You're going to all die. Yeah. There's a very pretty sunrise that hides oh, a very bleak ending. Yeah. It's like this is not a you, good ending. You, you are the last members of the human race, but you're going to starve to death yeah, rather eventually. than get you crushed. You're going to end up killing each other. It's going to end up in a po- like. It's going to just go mm. Mad Max. Yeah. Eventually, apart yeah. from the desert, because desert's really low. Yeah. So, like, Mad now, Ma- to be fair, I would watch Mad Max on Ice. Mad Max on Ice, I'm up for that. Yeah. I think we should pitch it. Right. All right. So that, that was the, that was best and worst. That endings. was the endings. Now yeah. we're gonna carry on down that train and go for openings. Okay. <laughs> so go again. Right. What's your favorite? Your, no, my, the best opening in a film. My best opening is The Matrix. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's the perfect. Uh, World building. <laughs> it is. No, it's the but perfect, it doesn't feel it's like, perfect, it doesn't feel like world building. Entry you don't into know the about the world yeah. yet. You're sort of like. No, it's the perfect the immersion yeah. into this crazy new world, but you have no idea what is going on yeah. at all. Especially when it, when it first came out, it must have been a lot more because yeah. now everyone pretty much knows what the Matrix is. It's exactly. a part of popular yeah. culture in that you use the word Matrix when you're talking about any sort of virtual world that we're exactly. all not aware of. Whereas when it first came out, or when you first see it, you're like, mm-hmm. "What the fuck is this?" Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, and it makes there's so there's so much to it. Even the just the opening uh, dialogue between Trinity and Cipher. Yeah. Is laden with so much subtext that you don't even know yet. Yeah. Until you, you watch it, you watch. Like, oh fuck! <laughs> you watch the film straight away after you've watched it once. Yeah. That opening scene means so much more. Yeah. And okay. it just just the dialogue between those two, the visuals on screen, the yeah, even before we get the cool action scene with Trinity jumping yeah. and the camera spins around her and then she leaps down some stairs and 
Or like yeah, even, that point, even before like, oh, all of this that, this is just a co-action movie. Yeah, even before all yeah. of that, you've got you've got layers to build on. Yeah, and that, no, it's definitely yeah. it's uh, it stuck with me. Yes. A lot. No, I'd, I'd agree. Which is a phrase I'm probably going to use a lot during. Yeah, because I think, and we were discussing openings earlier how they're very different from closings, yeah. endings even because they don't. You're, you're not after plot. Not in an opening scene. No, you want a little bit. You want to sort of have, but you don't want it like the ending. You want to. You want an ending. You want it to close up. Yeah, Whereas the most opening, important like, thing. Grab me. I don't really need to know what's going on just yet. Just grab me. One of the most important things for an opening to do is set the tone. Yeah. Um, so grabbing you is that's that's the action film opening. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a comedy. You want some good comedy. You, you want, want to develop laugh. your main character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to know that you're gonna laugh. Yeah. Oh, so, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. My best opening is Train Spotting. Yep. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Very tonal setting. Uh, the voiceover with Choose yeah. Life. Yeah. Choose all that's pretty good. The yeah. music. The running. Like, whenever I run down a street now, <laughs> that music plays in my head. The, um, uh, whenever you're off to buy your heroin. Just yeah, whenever <laughs> I'm off to, yeah, the Lust for Life song, which is such a good song. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really, it's really well, like, it's, it's gritty. Like, it's, because it's, you know, it was, when it was released, it was a very small yeah. British movie. It still is. Although it's a little bit more international acclaim, it was. Yes. There's a lot you know, it came out, when it came out, it was just, oh, look, it's just, just British thing about totally. Scotland, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it just it, yeah. and it, it sets the tone without really knowing it's setting the tone, because mm-hmm. the the choose life thing is very ambiguous. Like the actual words in it don't really say anything; they sort of just yeah. get you somewhat excited. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the film proceeds. After. You know, on the on the DVD for it, the menu screen has got that entire quote. It's got the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a poster in, of it. Interspersed, it says uh, things like "choose play" or "choose uh, scenes," no, or, and clever. you can, you move between them. I, I quite like clever. that. I liked it. Yeah, and the freeze the frame touch. bits as well is really cool. I like. It. Yeah, yeah. No, good opening. Mm. Good opening. Solid opening. Solid. Right, worst. Worst openings. Right. So I temporarily <laughs> forgot what it was. Uh, I'm back. Uh, I really that sounds like we did a cut. We, yeah, we actually didn't. we didn't. We didn't. But let, don't tell them that. It's too late now. Uh, so my worst opening comes from a series known for its great openings. Okay, good. And we're talking about Quantum of Solace. Okay. Which is seemingly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. which sets the tone for my least favorite. James Bond Most film. people's. By I'm not sure you're alone in that. No, well, <laughs> I'd, I'd say mine because it has some defendants. Okay. Normally, people who don't like James Bond films say that Quantum of Solace least... is a better action film. Yeah, because it's the least James Bond film. Of all yes, James it's. Bond films. It basic. It came out in the years following the Bourne yes. supremacy and the Bourne Ultimatum. Yeah. And thought, oh yeah, people love that's this. a good ending. Yeah, for the Bourne Ultimatum, I maybe made it for me. Love the Bourne trilogy. Yeah, it's really good. I, yeah. In fact, the ending of all of them are really good. Yeah. Never mind, carry on. Yeah. Um, but this this one it utilizes shaky cam during a, tra- a car chase. Yeah, and it's difficult to follow car chases as it is if you're not yeah. like working correctly. But using close ups and and there's a bit where he shifts gears and you're like, oh fuck, 
James Bond doesn't shift gears. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't shift. Come on. Like, uh, like, it's just weird things like that which made me think that they're yeah, it's really... Like, it's like the opening to a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to go down a different route and... It didn't work. Yeah. And they've since reverted that and not yes. done that again. Well, so they Skyfall realized... came out and that was a much better Oh, yeah. No, the, yeah, the opening to Skyfall was really good. Yeah. Um, but Quantum of Solace was a major misstep. It was. And the first scene solidified that it was going to be... Yeah. Um, to, Wait, so it to, does, to use yeah. a pun, a car crash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they totaled so many cars. Yeah, I think it during got the, the record, together. didn't it? I swear, yeah. it got the record for I think the like most cars. Forty-six or something ridiculous. for nothing <laughs> for three minutes yeah. of opening. There's not many other car bits in that film. And then, and then he, and then he drives into a safe house, opens up a boot, and he's got some guy in there tied yeah. up. And you're like, nah. He's Although not, admittedly, he's not that's alive. the only bit of the film I can remember. What, the whole film, <laughs> that's the whole, it. The whole film's terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. There are numerous other action scenes that are equally boring. Yeah. And, yeah. Maybe because the opening is sort of better remembered. Yeah. Right, my yeah. worst opening mm-hmm. is a controversial one. Okay. Because it's an opening to a film that otherwise I fucking love. All right, that's like, fair. I really like this film. I just thought the opening was just a bit unnecessary. Okay. And it's interstellar. Interstellar. What happens at the opening? The opening Interstellar opens as a documentary, like talking oh, shit, of does. old people, yeah, about what's happened. Yeah, it's very much a an exposition opening, mm-hmm. and it's it's an interesting idea, yeah. but it's never it's that's not carried on throughout the film. It's it's only ever it's only re- referenced once again at the very end. Mm-hmm. That it sort of bookends the film. Um, in quite, a, admittedly, in quite a nice way, but I'm like, you didn't yeah. need it. it did, <laughs> if it doesn't add anything to the because the rest of the film's about like existential, like yeah. questions about existence and our place in the universe, and like you know, it goes far beyond. But I, so it's just like I don't think we needed it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we needed it, and I, I love that film otherwise. Yeah, but it's, I just it's one of my favourite films. Yeah, no, it definitely, it's just. But you are you are right. The, like, why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like we could have we get all that exposition when he's explaining to his kids. Yeah. Like John Lithgow does it all when he's like explaining that like all that happens anyway. Mm-hmm. We get it in in conversation. And we get it just by context yeah, as well. And we context, can see yeah. the Earth's a bit yeah. shit right now. <laughs> yeah. So we we you know we it's an interesting yeah. idea, maybe not well executed. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it had been if it had been interspersed a bit more throughout the film, yeah. If there'd been like cutbacks and forth between, or if there'd been more to it than just explaining what was yeah. going so on. Essentially, it. That yeah. Essentially, it. So yeah, that's my worst opening, and I feel okay. bad, but I mean, yeah. it's just well, how I feel. No. Right, our last best and worst, an interesting one. We've gone for a slightly more left field one. Yeah. So we have got some normal ones, and we think we're going to throw in some wacky ones yeah. just to spice so, spice our, it up a bit. Our first wacky one is best and worst trees. In movies. And if you're wondering Trees. how we came up with this, I literally just looked out the window. <laughs> yeah, there was a tree. <laughs> there is a tree in the distance. Unfortunately, it hasn't been in a film, so it's no, ine- that, I mean, ineligible for the uh, yeah. best So worst we're going to do best and worst trees, and you start with your best, please, David. Uh, my best tree is the Whomping Willow. Okay. From Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, and okay. later uh, reimagined for yes. Prisoner of Azkaban. Or moved. Yeah, well, reimagined, moved. They must. I mean, that must have been a hell Even of a. Even though in the in the book law, it couldn't have been moved. Yeah, 
because it's been there for ages yeah. for a certain reason, which you find out in the third yeah. book. But never mind. I, I think <laughs> they got to the third film, they realised they needed oh, more Hogwarts. Yeah, it needs to be somewhere so, else because it's just in a field at the moment. It looks shit. <laughs> yeah, so they, they moved it to a, yeah. an interesting, a much spot. more interesting location. Um, really like Chamber of Secrets, Whomping Willow. Yeah, that's a good it, scene. Chamber of Secrets, Whomping Willow is the one that I imagined when I read the books. Okay. It was a big chunky tree that big whippy. Yeah. With a willow. It was so. very mechanical, yeah. like knocked you out. I think that might be due to the fact that it's was it. I think it's, it's a um, the way they shot it was yeah. it's, it's mainly animatronic. It's mainly an animatronic. From inside the car, like yeah. actual branches coming into the car. Yeah. It was Whereas an animatronic. Yeah, in the thing. third one, it was all CGI. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I, I really like that scene. Yeah. Um. Funny. Ron's face. Yeah. Fucking incredible. That's some great. Reaction. I would watch his face. Yeah. All my life, yeah, and the uh, and the car gets beaten up and then runs away. Yeah, yeah, the car's just like, and the oh. car. You know what? One of the disturbances of the Harry Potter series, that the car comes back during the Battle of Hogwarts in the books. Yeah, and it doesn't in the film, and it pisses me off. <laughs> that would have been. I amazing. was waiting for the car to come back and just run someone over. Just plow like, through a spider. Yeah, a good that's all back. I wanted. Good callback to Chamber of Secrets. But there weren't any spiders in the battle either. There, mm, there was a couple. Were there? Yeah. Again, like I'm, tiny moments. I'm not going to get into the Battle of Hogwarts because the book version is far superior to the film version. I, the entire film Harry Potter and Deathly Harry's Part Two, I could talk for ages about how I yeah. hate it. Yeah. But I'm not going to get right, into the Battle that of Hogwarts. Here. Is much cooler in the book. Like, yeah. There's werewolves. Yeah. And witches and like Every, everything comes together. And the actual giants turn up and Grawps there fighting the. I'm like, this is. Co-. And then the film just went, oh, just wizards. And I'm really worried that. Fantastic Beasts is going to end on a better Battle of Hogwarts, which would than be Hogwarts. upsetting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, carry on with what. Yeah, one more thing. So I like him. Um, the little intermissions yes. in Prisoner of Azkaban yeah. with the tree, like killing things. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Or when it shakes I, the leaves off. Yeah, Love shaking the leaves off. Yeah. Leaves off. That's my favourite. That's a great like progression of it's now winter. Yeah. But it's like an immediate one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but winter starts now. Like we, we follow a nice little leaf from a normal then, tree, lands on the floor, and it's like all nice and nice. And then the Whomping Willow is just like, Poof, there you go, done. that's it. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. Whomping Willow is. Whomping Willow doesn't fuck around. Yes, cool. Whomping Willow was one of my options. Yep, but you because went... my first mm-hmm. option is a debatable one. Okay, debatable in what way? Because it's tree beard from all of the rings. Now, so not strictly speaking, a tree. It's not. An He's end. not. He's an. <laughs> Which uh, it's, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to accept it. It's everyone, a everyone calls them the, the walking trees and the, the shepherds yeah. of the forest. And they, yeah. Their actual names I cannot remember, or even if I read it, don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, but they were created by one of the the gods in the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Ethos, um, as like guardians of nature, essentially. Um, so they are trees, they're not trees, but they all are trees. <laughs> they look They're like even trees. referred to as trees by themselves. Yeah. Like Treebeard mentions, when he's listing them turning up, he mentions names of trees. <laughs> he says ashes, like will, like he mentions tree names <laughs> as they turn up. So I think that's enough yeah. for them. And he's, he's cool. <laughs> like Just for the chance to talk about Treebeard, I'm yeah. going to allow it. Yeah. Because they, yeah. you know, the fight, the the march of the ants is fucking cool. Ah, that's it's so cool. There are so many good moments, and it's really funny. Songs. They're really funny, like yeah. moments of how they take so long to talk. And then, <laughs> interestingly, um, you've just finished saying, <laughs> "Yeah, good morning." Yeah, um, <laughs> Tolkien based it on um, 
professors at Oxford <laughs> and how long they talked to just to discuss anything. They just I think... spent because they essentially because he was a a linguist like, yeah. a, like a language professor. Mm-hmm. When he had conversations with other language professors, they'd never get any conversation done because they're too busy talking about the words they're saying. Because <laughs> so because the Entish language is every word has to have the entire history of that word when you say it. That's oh, why it takes Lord. so long. Every word has its entire history up until that point. So, that is something yeah. that was sorely missing from the film yeah. Tolkien. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One um, of many things that yeah, I Yeah, there's been a whole scene in. in that where he just talks to professors for a long time yeah. about words. <laughs> um, I really, yeah, they're really cool. I like the rings and that's why. But we really with my backup in case Treebeard wasn't accepted. Because yeah. I can see why you wouldn't. <laughs> arguably not. But we did discount Groot. We decided Groot. I don't think isn't Groot would have. Groot wouldn't have beaten my Whomping Willow anyway. No, I think I like Groot. Don't be wrong. Yeah, Groot. Like Treebeard actually acts like a tree. Yeah, Groot, Groot doesn't. Doesn't he does things that trees? He yeah. doesn't do anything that trees do apart from grow. Yeah. Even then, he doesn't keep growing. Mm-hmm. He stops at a certain point. Yeah. Man, like, yeah. I've grown enough now. Yeah, I'm done. I'm gonna stop yeah. here. Um. Okay. Worst trees. What's your worst tree? <laughs> okay, it's a very different. There are, there, are, there are tons of There's trees that do trees fuck all in yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really remember any of them. One tree I particularly despise though is the one that Edward and Bella climb in Twilight. Okay, no, I can I can give they, you that. Yeah. They, he sort of jumps up a yeah. tree and oh, that is holds bad, her up isn't it? there. That is a bad tree. Yeah. And it, like I think the tree's probably un, unfairly tainted yeah, by having those two. The tree's fault. The tree just happened to it. be there. I'm going to be honest, the tree itself, not a great tree. Yeah, not well it's, there. I mean, it's in a pretty bad location for optimal tree growth anyway. Yeah. Uh, the but ta- that's also the the forks down is... to the breed of tree is, because they're, yeah. they're in Washington, so a lot of them are sequoias, mm-hmm. which um, a, a lot of trunk on a sequoia. I don't remember it's, there being that much trunk on this tree. Yeah, but it's like there's no leaves are you or sure branches. Sure, they're in Washington. I thought they were in some sort of rural no. village. No, they're in as in the the state of Washington. Oh, okay. Not DC. Yeah. Oh, right. as in oh, right. Washington. I'm very unfamiliar Pacific with my Americanisms, which is mainly forest, like Oregon, yeah. like, mainly forest, and yeah. they have a lot of big tall trees that don't have branches until yeah. the very top. It's just a trunk. Yeah. So it looks like a fake tree. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a tree a child would draw. Just a trunk and some bush. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if a child had drawn That's it. That's a fair point, but no, it's a bad tree. But yeah, it, it's, it's underwhelming as far as trees go. They could have yeah. done something much more interesting with it. Yeah. They could have had a really beautiful tree further yeah. up. But instead, it's just a very plain backdrop to a very plain love scene. Yeah. So, yeah. Is there, a, is there a point at which one of the branches snaps and Bella like drops Probably. and then Edward's just like, oh, yeah, I got you. Like Tarzan. Yeah. That's a good tree. Yeah. The tree where they like meet for the first yeah. time. That's a good tree. That is a good tree. Yeah. Uh, or the yeah, tree where Clayton hangs himself. <laughs> that's, he does it, man. It's, it's in the yeah. film. Okay. It's a Disney <laughs> film. He full on like hangs. It's dreadful. Um, yeah. Tarzan's got lots of trees. Uh, yeah. Lot, yeah that, of trees. That's my worst tree. Or the one where he does the leg thing. You know, in the yeah. opening, where oh, he goes. Yeah. <laughs> that bit's fucking cool. Right. Um. What, what was your actual... My worst tree, worst is, tree. are the apple trees from Wizards of Oz. Because <laughs> they're just grumpy little cunts. <laughs> because they, throw apples, they just so... get angry and throw apples at them for no reason. They're is just... there a particular one that what... stands out to you as the worst one? No, like the one who talks. Okay. Because they all do it. But I believe they are enchanted by the witch. Okay. I believe they're just trees. Yeah. 
and then they're like corrupted to life. By and they're really grumpy. Or about they're either it. brought to life and they're naturally grumpy. Yeah. Or she made them grumpy. Wow. Either I mean one I'm slightly less I think I like the idea that she brought them to life. And they happen and, to be dicks. And they while well, they've got they now have existential crises. And like, Why the fuck am I doing here? I can't move. Yeah. I can just shout at people. And throw apples. I'm gonna throw my apple which must hurt. Yeah. They're picking off their own <laughs> seed. <laughs> That's like you ripping your balls off. <laughs> It's like you jacking off on someone. <laughs> it is, just it? throwing your semen. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this has got a whole different meaning now. But yeah, they're grumpy little cunts. I don't like them. Um, I've got an honourable mention, though. I've got an honourable mention for trees. And that is the bonsai tree from Karate Kid. Ah, just a I little... He's just it. clipping it. <laughs> but most of the film, he's just keep, he, he just keeps seeing treating this little tree. Was that for worst? Or no, best? it's best. Just yeah. really good tree. Because yeah, Miyagi's just constantly just trimming his little so a, a well-maintained tree. Yeah, and it's mm. sort of yeah, it's just nice that he keeps maintaining this tree. Yeah. And it's to do it's to do with his wife, I believe. Of I think in the, I think in, I might be wrong, mm-hmm. but I believe it was a gift from his wife. Could have been, or it's at least symbolic of his wife because it's like under the photo of her. So it's like an important part of his life. Nice. And he's got several yeah. bonsai. I like bonsai trees though; they're cool. Bonsai trees are great. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so that was best and worst. That went on yeah. a bit longer than we thought it would, but we like talking. That's all right. Um, so that and could. Be... I would argue that trees was probably the better category. It was. <laughs> I think we should go for weird stuff like that. Yeah. But that well, was... I think a mixture is important. But I suppose if we do um, three with all four or five of us, then exactly. that could be a full episode. So yeah, yeah, if you if you really like best and worst, then give us a shout. Yeah, feedback um, would be good. Feedback and would ideas, be marvelous. Ideas for other best and yeah. worst. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Coming up with wacky shit was hard. Yeah, we had to literally look out the window. Um, so yeah, best and worst potential news section slash episode. Yeah, uh, sounds good. Thank yeah. you for listening. Yes, and we're not we'll, fully done uh, yet. We'll no, we've got other shit to do. We'll be back in a minute. So. Don't you worry. Yeah, <laughs> I told you we'd be back, and here we are. We're moving on to the next little little section that we might do. Maybe, depending on feedback, because it might be a tad dry. <laughs> um, It'd be good for the occasional one. Yeah. Probably not a, no, a regular one. not a regular fixture. one, but it's t- yeah. just to dip into this sort of now and again, it's quite interesting yeah. uh, to see what's going on. Um, so basically, the box office. Yeah. People seeing films, do it all the time in cinemas. But more specifically, the UK box office. Because a lot of the time, if you just Google highest openings biggest grossing film you'll either get the american number which is often the biggest number yep or the international number which is just everywhere um, and occasionally you get stuff in the chinese market because it's the second biggest but you never really get a a uk centric yeah one. breakdown of the uk centric ones so that's what we're going to do starting with um all time so yeah let's time, do let's do all time we'll the, talk about the all time highest grossing films of the uk all time top 10 and it'll be interesting to do some comparisons with the international yes, one. Yes, we'll see, we'll see where, where the UK's film tastes yeah. shift. So number 10, with 72.4 million, yep. is Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And I, I don't know if, I assume... That's not in the top 10 worldwide. It's not. Is that, no. the, is that the live action? Yeah. Surely, yeah, they wouldn't, yeah it wouldn't have been there. Yeah, it's 72.4, it yeah. So yeah, it did do well. As far as I'm aware, in, in cinemas around the place, it did, um, it was like some of the busiest um, days of the year. It was the second highest grossing film of 2017. In the UK, okay. Yeah, it grossed oh, $1.3 billion worldwide. Wow. Just knew that off the top of your head. Yes. You lad. Well, um, I, I did do a, 
I, it was one of my also crushes. it is a part part British production. Really? There's a there's a weird way they categorise British productions. They do it on both a, a monetary level, but also a cultural level. So the the nationality of the characters, if they are British, yeah, then it's it's considered a British film. Okay, that's it's a really there's there's an explanation on Wikipedia on how they categorise British films, and it's an interesting way of doing it because it's done both on a sort of production sense, but also on a cultural level. Okay, it's interesting. Yeah, we might read. I'll read through it at the end because it does it does play a part. Yeah. Uh, number nine is definitely and um, definitely Harry's part two. Harry Potter and definitely Harry's part two. That makes a lot not of sense. Not surprised. End of a series. That's seventy three point one. So it yeah. made about a million more than worldwide. Movies. That's number eleven. That's number eleven. Okay, mm. so that's pretty on board. That's yeah. pretty pretty on board with that. Yep. Um, number eight was Toy Story three with seventy four million. That's quite a lot higher than the. Yeah, it's number twenty eight worldwide. Okay, so Toy it, Story it did 3. well here. Yeah. Comparative, relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven was Titanic. Again, I think that's one that's that makes sense. It's number three, isn't it? Uh, that is number. Three. Yeah, it's now now number now three. number three. Well, it's been number three for for a few weeks. Yeah. Um. Again, that's that's about right. I'd say that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a British production though. That is a solely American production. An all American. Despite a lot of the characters being British, well, meant to be. Meant. Mm-hmm. And one of them's meant to be Irish. Oh wow, Jacks. <laughs> Meant to be Irish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Fa- my my face there it, was brilliant. Didn't it? work. But it's meant to be. I didn't get that from the film. No. Uh, no. Number six. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Also, Daphne Harris was a part British production because it's Warner Brothers produced, which is an American company, but made yeah. entirely here with a Brit. You know, so yeah. it's it's a part one. Um, so Last Jedi. Last Jedi number is number six. six. Okay. I did well, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, Star Wars is always going to do well, but... As same year as well. Beauty and the Beast, so good year for... That was a big year. Yeah, 2017, big year for British Also a, box part, a part British production. Yeah. All Star Wars have been, because they're mainly... They're often yeah. filmed here, and a lot of British actors involved. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, number five is Avengers Endgame, which is also... Oh, the wow. New, the new... So only number five. Number five, which is 88.6 yeah. million. Well, that, um, that's I mean, still that's, out. That's now number one. It's still out in worldwide. some places. So that could go up. It's Un- now in a lot of unlikely. places. Unlikely. But it's not going to... It needs another five million. That's the first so one that surprises happen. me. Okay. Just by how that's now on the Worldwide, that's now number one. Yes. Breaking news. <laughs> um, number four is Avatar. The film that Endgame recently overtook as number one. Yeah. Avatar got 94. Mm. So we've had the top three films worldwide yeah, already. Already, so that means so the UK's making some yeah some bold choices. Yeah, well um, maybe or maybe depends what they uh, are. An Avatar, not a British production in the slightest. Endgame no. was again. I think they film quite a lot of Marvel films. It's basically split yeah. between here and Atlanta is yeah, where they film pretty much. Yeah. They don't really film anywhere else, and a lot of British actors and mm-hmm. production involved, I believe. Um, number three is Spectre. Oh, here, yeah. Okay, this is making sense now. James Bond. Now I'm understanding 24th why. 24th James Bond film? Yes, yeah, 24th, 24th and most recent. 95.2 for that one. Okay. Again, that makes sense. It's a British institution. Yeah. It's always going to do well here. Uh, and own, but still only a part British production. <laughs> it is not entirely All sorts British. of countries have their fingers yeah, in, in films. In it's, it's, well, it's owned by... Yeah. Who's owned by now? It's Sony, isn't it? Uh, pretty sure Sony 
Columbia. Oh, so, so Sony, because so Columbia Sony, own yeah. uh, Sony and Columbia and Columbia mm-hmm. own. But it used to be MGM, didn't it? Yeah, it used to be. Unless it still is, and that's also. I think they have sort of a co-owned. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to the Spider-Man crossover with James Bond. Yeah, that'll be yeah. good. Uh, and Skyfall was number two. Okay. Again, makes sense. Skyfall was a, a I, big I hit was, everywhere. As soon as you said Spectre, I was pegging Skyfall for yeah. number one. Skyfall was a big hit. That's the first one to break a hundred as well, I believe. Okay. That was 100, the first. Hundred million pounds. Hundred three million point two pounds. Yeah. Nice. That is, I believe. Actually, is that dollars? That is more than a pound a person. I don't know. I think that's pounds. Um, I can't see because I just photosh- I just took a oh, screenshot, okay. so I can't <laughs> scroll and see. Um, but yeah, I believe it was the first to break a hundred. I believe. Yeah. Um, All right. And so number one. Number one isn't. Have a guess. Okay. Um, let me go through my. I am by, going to. By quite a I'm margin. going to. Oh, really? Okay, I am going to guess Star Wars: The Force Awakens. You are correct. Okay. By exactly twenty million. I'm going. Yeah, because if the last if the last Jedi is Did up six, there, yeah. then yeah, Force Awakens. That's must also be true. Over. America, I believe, it's also number one. Oh, in the domestic. In domestic. Yeah. I be. think. Yeah, Force Awakens did well domestically in some markets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did well everywhere because it was. Yeah. It, it, didn't make it to number one. It got to number three. Got to number three. Yeah, gross. Didn't be just over two yeah. million. So yeah, so that's the mm. all-time British. But an interesting caveat to this okay. is films that are solely British productions. So the the highest earning films that are just only British. There's no input from any other um, production companies from other countries. It mm-hmm. is Britain and Britain alone. Um, there's 12 films here because there's only 12 films that have made a certain amount of money for it to make. I thought you were going to say only 12 films in no, the world. No, of course there are. But these are the 12 films that have made enough money for it to sort of register. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number 12 is Victoria and Abdul, which was out last year. Yeah. Um, not a particularly big film, but enough to get on the top 12. Yeah. Uh, 11 is East is East, which was a big film in this country. Yeah. It's like a big sort of. Thing. Uh, number 10 is Kevin and Perry Go Large. <laughs> <laughs> if some of you don't know, is a, a spin-off, isn't it? It's from a TV show, Harry Enfield and Kathy Burke. It was originally in the yeah. TV show, and they made a film where they go to Ibiza. Yeah, Something like they go that, to Ibiza, yeah. I think it is. Um, a ridiculous film. Uh, number 9 is Philomena, which I love. Yeah. Really good film, good and it did very well. That got Oscar buzz, that's probably why. Yeah. That got some Oscar nods, didn't it? Yeah. Um, number eight is St. Trinian's. Nice. The first one. Nice. Uh, number seven is Train Spotting, which we've already mentioned yeah. today. Yeah. Um, very num- good film. Yeah, very good. And number six is The Darkest Hour, which was oh, wow. British only. Okay. I, 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 I expected I, that to be I a wouldn't joint have venture. That as British only only British. I would have expected something Someone, yeah. from other countries. But none at all. No, no. Uh, number five. Hands off our church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number five is Four Weddings and a Funeral. Again. Good film. A big thing. Uh, number yep. four, A Slumdog Millionaire. Nice. Again. Yeah. So Danny Boyle's got two I'm on the list. I'm very surprised that Slumdog Millionaire is solely British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it's film four, isn't it? Yeah. Film four is, is probably the biggest. Yeah, but they're, they're, yeah, they've done so much stuff like overseas or like other. Yeah. Like, I'd have think, expected them to the team fact up that to it was make based in India. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, Number three is The Inbetweeners 2. Yes. Great film. <laughs> so the film based in Australia. Wonderful film. <laughs> uh, number two is The Inbetweeners. Of course. Movie. Yeah. 
Um, oh. I love that that the three of the top <laughs> two of the top three British only Bushman films is in between. Well, that, I, I was, like I, was ho- I so in my head, I was like, I, I bet it, they're going to be on the list. One of them somewhere. did well, yeah. I didn't know the second one did that well, though. I knew the first one did well. The second one was very well. I know. It I was like, well received. I liked I didn't, it. Yeah. But I don't remember it doing, being that popular. But apparently it was more the popular one had than some good, Millionaire, the which won one, the Oscar for Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. The second one had some really good uh, comedic set pieces. Yeah. I think the first one was felt more in between, is it? The second it was one. Like, yeah, it was like a really long episode. Yeah. Whereas the second one was a bit, yeah. I don't yeah. And number one was... Oh, do I have to guess it God, again? I have a guess. I don't know what films are British only and which it's ones are It's hard aren't. to... Yeah, but a big British film, again, it won Best Picture. Clue. Okay, that is a good... That's a good clue. I'm pretty sure it won Best Picture. If it, it if definitely it... won Best Actor. Oh. And Best Supporting Actor. Oh. <laughs> the English Patient. <laughs> no. Um, it might have won Best Film, actually. I can't remember. I really can't uh, remember. No, I... Not, I, I, should, I should be good at Oscars. Like it's about like, it's about a very British person. Okay. Uh, Although I'm technically not a little bit German. Okay. All right. Now you, I'm getting all confused now. I probably haven't heard of it. No, you don't. I will have you heard of it. Won Oscars, then you definitely heard of it. It was a big film. Twenty ten. A twenty ten film. Sure oh, of course. Then the King speaks. The King speaks. Yeah. British only production, which is nice to know. Yep. And. Like when I said it was about a British person, then caveated yeah. with yeah, quite German. I, well. I think it's fair that the King's Speech beat the uh, in between. Yeah, I think that's good. I think, that, that does, I think that's fair. That <laughs> rescues some amount of credibility from the UK box office. From the UK market. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's the UK box office, which is interesting, mm. especially the one that that correlates with the rest of the world. You see, there yeah. are some Avengers stark in... differences and similarities. Yes. Which is interesting. Was was Stark meant to be a pun on the fact no, that Endgame is so the low? use <laughs> of the word Stark <laughs> as an English word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to get the weekly ones up, but they're not done yet. This week's no hasn't been done because it's okay. not. They it's usually just, it's usually yeah. tonight they're done because the numbers take a while to come through. Cause yeah, of course. The cinema chains don't unveil what they've made. No, they make sure they know what they're doing before they yeah. just release it to the public. There are usually estimates up to this point. Okay. Um, but let's um, let's move on to a a predictive. This is still the UK box office, mm-hmm. but we're going to tie this into our prediction. So this is the current top ten for the, this year for twenty nineteen, yeah. and so it can top, be any film yeah. country now. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, this is not yeah. distinct to British any productions. These are so far the highest earning films, ten highest earning films of in the, the UK in the UK up until from. January 1st, 2019, yep. until the date this is today. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, number one, Avengers Endgame? Yes. Number two... Oh, you're going to try and guess it all. Oh, I, if, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do a clean sweep. I okay. Probably do the highest ones. Number two, Captain Marvel? No. No. Close. Spider-Man tipped in? No. Oh. Oh, well, that that really ruins my streak, just, just go through. I'll go from the bottom, because it's yeah. more interesting. Um, what else came out? <laughs> Ten was okay. The Secret Life of Pets. Two. Ugh. Number I mean, nine, which sense. I'm so happy is still in there, is the Lego Movie Two. Yes, that's still number nine. It's not going to be by the end of the year, but no, I'm happy sadly, for it. the the bottom, I'd say four, maybe even five, maybe are a risk of not being there by the end of the year. I think yeah. the top ones are pretty much safe; they're going to be in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight is How to Train Your Dragon Three: The Hidden yep. World. Fun. Number seven is Rocket Man. Okay, 
big Rocket hit. Man's good. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that's yeah getting seven up there. Uh, that's six solid. is Dumbo. Dumbo, okay. Five is Spider Man Far From Home. Okay, that's low. It is. It's still still out though. It's yeah, true, but it could climb. Could, yeah. Um, four is Aladdin. Okay. Three is Captain Marvel. Yeah. So what do you think two is now? Two is now Toy Story Four. Toy Story Four, yeah, two, yeah. Toy Lion King hasn't registered two. yet. Lion King is currently set number twelve. Okay, that's so that's gonna. Climb. I think that'll make it in. Although, lovely, you know what? I love it. Number eleven is a favourite. Good. And I'm very happy yeah. about that because well, that, that was... got so much buzz. It did. I it did. Yeah. Um, I can run through just the ones that are nearby just to give you an idea of. Yeah. And some of them. The Lion King's the only one that's still currently out. So the Lion King's the only one that can break through into the top 10. Yeah. Um, so 11's a favourite. 12, Lion King. 13 is Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yep. 14 is Shazam. Mm-hmm. 15 is Glass. 16 is Instant Family. Uh, 17 was Stan and Ollie. Yeah. 18 was John Wick Chapter 3. 18. Yeah. 19 was Green Book. Green Book. And 20 is Us. Okay. So you know what? A very diverse top 20 there. Yeah. That has got a real mix. Yeah, that's good. So what do you think is the final top 10 going to be? All right, number one's still going to be Avengers Yeah, Endgame. I think we both agreed that Avengers Endgame is going to remain at number one. Yeah. I think Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is going to get to number two. Number two? Number two. I think it's going to do it. I think... That's brave. I think Disney... I think it'll get top five. Yeah, I think Disney know how to do a marketing campaign. But they have lost some faith. They have. From but Last Jedi. they've already... But Last Jedi came six last in the one. We know that's the sixth yeah. highest earning of all time. Mm-hmm. So even even with some bad press, Star Wars does really well. So yeah. I think that the, the current marketing campaign is basically damage control yeah. from Last true, Jedi. True. Even the title indicates that the Skywalker legacy is going to yeah. play a bigger part than it felt like it was doing in Last Jedi. I think I'm going to go out on a fucking limb here. Okay. I think just going on what's currently in number two, Yeah. I think number two might be Frozen 2. Okay. I could. I can see that happening. Because I think the kids market is very yeah. big. As you can see from the top ten, one, two, three, four, five, six could be considered kids movies. Yeah. Aladdin a bit more... Maybe a slightly more older audience. Dumbo, again, a slightly more older audience because they're remakes of older films. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them are kids' films. Yeah. And Frozen 2 is a sequel to a film that Smashed people it. loved <laughs> then, yeah. have kept watching since. And now some of them are slightly older, but then some of them, you know, even the younger kids have grown up now watching it. So yeah. I think Frozen 2 might nip number two. Okay. I think. Um. Uh, number three currently is Captain Marvel. Do you think? What, what do you think will happen? Number three. Do you think Captain Marvel? I don't uh, think it'll stay. Well, I there. think Toy Story Four will drop as well. Drop down to, to three. three. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I'd probably. I. Um, I think Star Wars will get number three. Yeah. See, I was wondering whether to put Frozen Two at number three. Mm. Okay, so we've got the same go... two and three, but the other way around. Yeah. That's what we've got. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Um. I think Frozen 2 will beat Toy Story 4. Yes. That's... I'm going to say that. Yeah. I think... Sadly. I think it's... Yeah. I think it's got the... It has the advantage that... P- 
people wanted a Frozen sequel. True, whereas Toy Story 4 did Toy come with a li- as much as it was brilliant. Yeah, it was great. No, nobody, they nobody did nobody it, really but no one wanted it. Yeah, but now people really like it. It's and one it, of those. It's, it's got buzz from its first trailer. Yeah. No, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. People are sharing just like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah, but I, thought, I'm yeah. I'm gonna say Star Wars beats Frozen. Okay, so far you've yeah. got Avengers, Star Wars, Frozen, and I've got Avengers, Frozen, Star Wars. Yeah, they're our top three. Uh, number four is currently Aladdin. That's going to go way down. So that's going to go... What do you think is going to slot into four, then? Uh, four, I'm going to leave that for Toy Story 4. Oh, so you, I'll get calls, yeah, for you, that's just... I'd probably yep. agree with that as well. i put Toy Story 4 in four. I think they'll yep. stay there. Oh, but Far From Home is not even finished yet. I think Far... Far From Home has had its... I think four, Far From Home will stay in five. Because, no. Yeah, it could. I think it will overtake... Is it currently number five? It's currently number five. I think it's going to stay there. Yeah, I think it's going to... Over- I think it will grow enough that it will beat Aladdin, but then it'll be pushed down. Does that make sense? I think yeah. it will beat Aladdin, get into fourth, but then something yeah. will then Do knock it down. Do you think it, it will overtake Captain Marvel? Perhaps. Which would mean it would be in... Oh, mm. That's really... So Captain Marvel will be five. Okay, yeah, Captain Marvel five. I think Spider-Man might... No, Spider-Man six, Captain Marvel. Okay. Spider-Man five, Captain Marvel six. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man five, Captain Marvel six. Yeah, but then we've got. Okay. Yeah, I think that's I, sen- I think that's sensible. Uh, There's still four more slots to fill. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, there's only one other film. I'm that still I think, trying. I'm trying to work out. I there's think, only two other films that I think might creep into the top ten. Yeah, I think Spider-Man will beat Captain Marvel. Okay. I think. I think so too. I. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think Captain Marvel. What's the di- what, will be five. What's the difference in numbers? I can't see. I did get okay. the screenshot. Right. It's not a lot though. No, no it won't be a lot. lot. I think Spider Man's gonna tip. Okay. No, I, I, I actually think, I do agree with you. I think, I think there's a dearth of good films yeah. out and about around at the moment. Yeah, I think Spider Man will be five. Captain Marvel I think, will be yeah. six. I think it's still gonna get a lot of people. I don't think anything else is gonna break a billion. No. So I think Captain Marvel will be the last billion. Yeah. So by that logic, I think it will be the highest. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So then we've got seven, which is currently Rocket Man. That's I out. think Rocket Man will stay in the top ten. Okay, but it will not be seven. It'll it get, will be it'll ten. Get pushed down to like nine or ten. Yeah, um, and what will go in there, I think, will be it or Jumanji two. Oh, I don't know. Jumanji was such a weird one when it came out. Broke the top ten. It did. I don't think the sequel's gonna. It might though. That's what I'm saying. It's not gonna. I'm not sure yeah. it's gonna be. As, I think it'll, it'll be seven tops. Yeah. But I think it will do well. I think Secret Life of Pets and Lego Movie Two are definitely gone. Yep. How to Train Your Dragon might stay around. No. No, that's out. That's out. Sorry. Right. So that means you've got to have another film. <laughs> yeah. So what? What's my list at the moment? I don't know. <laughs> we See, I've done we'd this before. Sort of, no, that's, that's good. Okay. We've done um, it on the on the hoof. Yeah, we are. We are hoofing it. So. Currently, Aladdin, I've got, so Aladdin, I've got. Aladdin is currently number six. Yeah, if we're going by this, uh, no, Aladdin is currently number seven if you're going by what's happening. Because okay. you've got uh, Spider Man in five and Captain Marvel in six. So Aladdin would now, in the new list, would be number seven. Yep. So now it'd be Aladdin seven, How to Train Your Dragon. No, Rocket Man would then be eight, How to Train Your Dragon would be nine, and Lego Movie would be ten. That's okay. the current. Alright. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you. Okay. I think I'll break it. It'll be better I than think, Jumanji. I think. 
I don't know. I think Jumanji won't do well in the UK box okay. office. It'll do well internationally. I think internationally it's a great... Like, yeah. the domestic American one, Yeah, that's gonna it's going to rock it there. Yeah. I don't... I th- it's also out d- very close to the end of the year, so it might not actually make enough. I think all it... Same with I Star think, Wars, you know? <laughs> I, I think it's total figures it is, once it's, it's finished its run. Yeah. Will, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Um, um, I, I'm going to throw a weird one out there. Downton Abbey. Oh, that's a good point. That is big here. That might... Yep, yeah, okay, no, I'll give you that. I think that'll right, slide in gonna, number if nine. they're going to make their money anywhere, they're going to make it It's a it very here. similar audience to Rocket Man. Yeah. They're the same people, and I think... <laughs> but Rocket Man has slightly more of all these appeal. people sitting at home, watching Downton Abbey, listening to Elton John. Well, I think, but I think Rocket Man has a slightly larger appeal than Downton Abbey. Yeah. Because of Taron Egerton yes. and the people involved. Yes. Um, and the music is slightly more broad spectrum. Mm. So I think Downton Abbey will only get into number ten. Yeah, I personally, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna say that Downton Abbey is gonna beat Rocket Man. Okay. I think it's coming out in September. It is. There's fuck all else going on. Well, there's there'll be the tail end of it. Yeah. Because it comes you out got the tail end of September. It. But anybody, it's a very different audience. <laughs> anybody who wants to watch both it and Downton Abbey, then they're going to watch both of them. Yeah. They're not going to be picking between no. them because they're so diverse. So they like the people who are watching Downton Abbey. They got nothing else to do that weekend. Yeah. So they they're, they're watching it. Whereas with Rocket Man, oh, more Lion. stuff we going on. That Lion King. That's currently at twelve. That fuck Lion King. <laughs> you don't think it'll make it in top ten? Yeah, of course it will. But this, you know what? The top end of the list was easy. Yeah. This is a lot trickier. Yeah. Guessing what might get into the top 10 okay. as opposed to 11. <laughs> yeah. Is a lot Without trickier. having prepared it beforehand, it's difficult. <laughs> that is something to remember if we do this. Next properly. time, yeah. Do it yeah, beforehand. Ne- we just dive next. into it and now we're We'll just, learn our lesson for next time. We're just talking around. In the meantime. Like, so things. we're going Avengers, Star Wars. We're in a collect. Yeah, this is you. Uh, yeah, this is me. Uh, Avengers, Star Wars. Frozen. Frozen. Toy Story 4. Spider-Man, Captain Marvel. <laughs> forgetting everything. Jumanji, it, down in Abbey. They're yeah. The, they're the big ones. I'm going to go It, Aladdin. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, Aladdin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it, I don't what, Hobbs and Shaw? We forgot about Hobbs and Shaw. Nah, not gonna do it. Not, even, not, not in the UK. Gonna... Okay, not in the UK. It's Jason Statham though. though. Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, Hobbs and Shaw, or Downton Abbey. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we should have written this down. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I've gone. For, I'm gonna go for Avengers, Frozen, Star Wars, Toy Story Four, Spider Man. Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. It, Ooh. Jumanji, Ooh. Downton Abbey. Wow. And I think The Lion King will get number two. You've written off like most of the bottom of yeah. the current list. I think Rocket Man will stay in at 11. Yeah. I think. What about Aladdin? Which is currently. Oh, no, okay. That would, oh, okay. Aladdin would have to be number 11. Yeah. And Rocket Man would be yeah. 12. I think. Yeah. I'm on record saying that now. I'll forget yeah. this tomorrow. We'll have to listen back at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Again, preparation would have been good. Yeah. yeah. Learning well, from I the think, past. <laughs> I, like, I'll, I think next year, 
at the end of the year, we'll do a prediction for like the entirety yeah. of next year. Yeah. We'll have a proper look at what's... Because we've got half the information already. Yeah. yeah. Right. That was slightly dry in places. <laughs> I was yeah. talking about numbers, but... Best and worst was better. Yes. That's what this is all about. Well, maybe, you know what? People might be interested People in this. People might like this shit. There might be some That's why... fucking nerds out there. <laughs> there, are, there are some fucking nerds. Uh, we're included in this. We it's fucking fun. love those nerds. Yeah. <laughs> They're our core audience. Yeah. Right. Um... So that's that bit done. Yeah. Again. On to the next one. But please say, let us know oh, if you liked it. Yeah. Feedback is welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. See you in a second. We're back again. Woo. Back to our final little experiment. This one is probably one that we might just do every now and again. Yeah. At the end of an episode or something. Just mm-hmm. take a few. So we've basically just done a Q&A. Pretty simple. Yeah. You know what a Q&A is? You, you supply the Qs. We give you the As. Uh, we've left it pretty open. We haven't said ask us about films. Yeah. We've just you literally said questions. Anything you can literally you want. anything you want. And we've received some. On Facebook, we have received some questions in the comments. Excellent. So we're going to read through them and answer them to the best of our ability. Yes. Thank you for interacting with yes, us. Yes, thank you very much. Your comments are very much appreciated. It's good fun because it, it's good to come up with stuff that other people have inspired. Yes. Because if we're just doing our own stuff, it can get a bit bland and it stale. Can. It can. Whereas See we... last section. Yeah. Details. Um... <laughs> Right, so the first question we had. This is in reverse order from when they were posted. I've gone backwards in time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think Facebook messes it around. Anyway. It does. Facebook's comments are a madness. Right. Yeah. So not phrased as a question. All right. But I'm going to change it. Do you want to read out the full thing? And this is we'll... the the full comment, and then we All can right. you know extrapolate the question from it. Scenes that make you cry. Cry emoji. Yeah. I cry when I think of Benedict Cumberwomble. Now, I assume. She's talking about just thinking about Benedict Cumberbatch. She makes her cry. Well, he's she... married, isn't he? So Is he? Has he got yeah. married? I, I don't know. I assume Maybe. he is. I, I he, mean, he, he can do what he wants. He seems like the sort of guy who... He seems like he'd be married. <laughs> I just assumed he was. If he's not, then there's an opening. So. Okay. So the question is, what scenes make you cry? Without, like, I assume it means yeah. like scenes that will always make you cry. Every time. Because there's things I've watched that I cried the first time, but since I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Every time. This is just going to be a recap of our Pixar list, I think. A little bit. <laughs> little bit. Yeah, listen to our... If you, if you want if you want scenes that make us I cry. I think it, one I've mentioned is one I... The one I'd say is the one I've mentioned before. I think. Yeah. It's from a TV show. Because apparently we talk about TV now. We do talk about TV And now. it's one series. There's two moments that make me cry. <laughs> uh, it's in Derek. The Ricky oh, yeah. show. The first one being when one of the old ladies dies... Mm-hmm. And they interview her husband, and he talks about them like meeting, and that and she's got like she's got a form of dementia, and he says, um, "I'm the luckiest man in the world because I get to come in and fall in love every single day," and it fucking breaks my heart. <laughs> it's but it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, the second moment that she was making me die is when the dog dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. That also makes me cry. Um, yeah, that series in general has made me cry. Ricky Gervais makes me cry. Yeah, but also makes me laugh. Very Simultaneously. <laughs> Very um, They're the ones that come to my mind. I used to cry a lot at Forrest Gump. I don't anymore. Yeah. But I remember crying at Forrest Gump quite a few times. Like the end. Yeah. With his son. Yeah, of course. It's just a, like a happy cry. The most recent film that made me cry was Avengers Endgame. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think we all did. That was emotional. Yeah. That, um, was... that was the most recent thing I can think uh, the, of. But the, bit that always, the bit that got me every time I watched Avengers Endgame is when Happy and... Is it Morgana? 
Morgan? Mo- Morgan. Morgana is the Morgana's evil witch different. from King Arthur. Okay. <laughs> That's, I'm getting mixed up now. Uh, That'd be cool, though. Happy and Morgan just talking at the funeral. The burger and, bit. Yeah. And like, hamburgers. And he's just like... Oh, I'm like... Argh. I'm crying continuously from from Avengers Assemble yeah. <laughs> to the end, I cry. Because <laughs> yeah. that point, I just well up with like happiness the first crying. The first time I watched it, I did that. Yeah. Second time, I was like... Every, just excited every, about Everything was bit. great. Everything yeah. was really good. And then, and then it's... Morgan just talking about hamburgers. I was just like, ah, oh. because yeah. she doesn't like completely understand what's going it, she on. Gets it it's like perfect yeah. tone there. I think other films that made me cry. Uh, for me, uh, Groot sacrificing himself in the first Guardians always Sad. gets me. This we, is England we... makes me cry. Yeah, the ending to This Is England is is harrowing, <laughs> and it gets me because it's 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 brutal. Yeah, and it's horrible. Yeah, that gets me every time. Great films, or could that be the best ending? <laughs> you know what? It's, it's not a good ending. Okay, it's a horrible ending. Well, it doesn't. I mean, the criteria doesn't have to be no, the ending that is best anything, for everyone involved. It is the involved. best ending for the story. Yeah, but it's not a good ending by okay. any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah, sometimes um, they are the best endings. Though. Yeah. Uh, like I say, like say most Pixar thinking. films all yeah, tear me yeah. Up. Uh, and the Toy Story 3 I definitely cried yeah um, um, Inside Out consistently gets me and not me you know my feelings about Inside Out yes we've been, <laughs> we've been, we've been through, through that through that was hilarious all of them. Yeah. <laughs> like the rest of us welling up and you're just like, like yeah, don't get it fucking out. don't get it <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I think that's it it's not my head is all I can think of it's a good question if I went deeper into that I'm sure I could think of loads but right yeah. now that's all I can think of hmm Good question. Thank you for sending yes. that in. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you, Chloe. Fascinating. First name's only. This comment, <laughs> interestingly, is from Rap Party. <laughs> now, one of our clearly one of our co-members who isn't here right now has forgotten to uh, change who he's posting as, and yep. has posted as the page it's on. Yeah, we don't. Um, we don't know. We don't I, know who. I it don't, is we don't yet. know who it is. There's no. a clue in the question that you, if you think about it, you might work it out. Yeah. So the question is, what has been the best month for films in 2019 so far? Yeah. That's the question. Okay. And the next is saying, also, how sexy is Callum? Which, I mean, clearly, two questions. clearly it's Peter who's posted there. Yeah. Clearly. You can make an argument for Sam. But I think it's Peter. I think it's Peter yeah. too. So, hey, first God. question. Best month of the year so far? May. What was that in May? Uh, May, think? John Wick 3. Mm. Uh, didn't it wasn't the release of Avengers Endgame, but it was there. Yeah, because it was the end of uh, it, wasn't it? Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Uh-huh. Rocket Man. Mm, you, you got you got some good month. Got some good that films good that month. month. Yeah. Wow. Um, for me, just John Wick. I think. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. I I don't think basing it on a single film is good. I can't really think. It's probably not what the question. Also, is. I don't often see the films the month they were released. Yeah. I often see them the month after. So in my mind, <laughs> yeah, I um, sort of have to go backwards. <laughs> So, conversely, the other month, which could have some good contenders, is January. What was that? So we had the favourites, Green Book. Okay. That, that yeah. was, that was, that's the, the Oscar, Oscar month. Bit. Yeah, so, so you're always, objectively, you're always, they are the, that is the best month. You're always going to get good films in that month. Yeah. Um, what, what, when was 8th grade out? 8th grade was April. Was Booksmart also April? Booksmart was May. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. What do I bring up with further? I've seen it now. Um, With what both of them? I, I, only, I haven't seen Booksmart, but I've seen Eighth Grade now. Okay. And I, Eighth Grade is. Very I think good. it might be my favourite. Eighth Grade so is the better film yeah. for me. Booksmart is the more fun. And film. I think 
the fact that it's eighth grade in May it was the same day as Avengers, wasn't it? I, Best day of film in the I, year I so have far. I a horrible feeling that it was. I think yeah. it was. We must, we, we I think it. we made comments about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it might be April for that reason. For those, Just for those two films. I can't yeah. remember what else was in April. Uh, Shazam was at the start of April. Uh, Hellboy was in April. Oh God, it's a bad month as well, isn't it? <laughs> Okay, can we hit the last two it, weeks it, of it April was, it and was the first the, two weeks of May? It was, <laughs> it was the best of months. It was the, the worst, worst of months. months. <laughs> but I think just for 8th grade and Endgame alone yeah. overtakes it for me. So I'm going to say I'm going to say April. Okay. Despite two... Oh no, one so, absolutely you're... dreadful film and Shazam was okay. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, yeah, I enjoyed yeah, Shazam. Uh, Hellboy was... And also, how sexy is Callum? What, do you want like a scale? I or? don't know. However you see fit. How sexy... Um predominantly predominantly sexy yeah ma- yeah. yeah that's a yeah. good way of doing it predominantly sexy yeah the majority of I him mean, is sexy I, see like the one thing that puts me off is I think if he orgasmed he would just say Christ <laughs> and I'm not sh- I don't know if that I don't know how, how that would impact it <laughs> uh, you know what I cannot confirm nor deny that no I'm bad about that <laughs> we'll talk to him about it next yeah, time def- he's on definitely yeah, that's the first thing we'll say. yeah 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 join in for the tune in for the roundup um Next we've got uh, that, so uh, we assume that was from, we're joking, it's probably Callum. Um, <laughs> I wasn't joking, it's definitely Peter. <laughs> okay, uh, next one is from Maury. Uh, he said top five movie soundtracks of the 21st century, which could be a top five in the future. But It'd be so difficult for the, to make that a top five. So it would be, but for okay. the purposes of this question, we're just going to say your favourite movie soundtrack. Are we going soundtrack century. or score? So I think soundtrack, Okay. which is the like album yeah. released which is usually a collection of existing songs or original songs because some films have original so songs. for me it's between two okay go on uh, I've got basic bit chance of Guardians of the Galaxy well yeah both of those and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse okay fair point which is a I'm torn between two song. as well okay and they are Fantastic Mr. Fox Sweat, go back to that because <laughs> it's a great soundtrack it is a, well, it's a great it's film it's got some incredible one, songs on it yeah um, and some original songs on it as well. Mm. And Scott Pilgrim. They're the two that I'm divided on. Scott Pilgrim. Scott good. Pilgrim has also got... Yeah. The, on the soundtrack, it's got the songs the band play, yeah. which I love, including um, the sad song <laughs> that one of the, the Crash and the Boys do. They go, this is a song about being sad. Um, being sad. So sad. <laughs> Done. <laughs> that is on the album, and it's one of, of my favourite songs. Um, so I, I think for the sake of, of like, comedy mm-hmm. and sort of the originality of it I oh, think yeah. I'd go with Scott Pilgrim yeah, definitely. even though Fantastic Mr Fox has got some of my favourite songs on it like there's mm-hmm. like Rolling Stones song Street Fighting Man and Beach Boy songs and mm-hmm. the original song by Jarvis Cocker that's in it as well yeah. it's fucking brilliant Callum Moore tested that because we used to sing that song <laughs> to each other all the time uh, could also go for Baby Driver ba- again Baby Driver um, yep. I also have a good soft spot for La La Land yep. no, a, lo- yeah. a lot of people don't yeah. like that film I I think it's a really good film. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, 500 um, Days of Summer. Yes. That's got a very good soundtrack. Hard. There are a lot of good... You know what? That could be a top five list. <laughs> there are some the great soundtracks. where he wakes up after finally getting with her. And yeah. he's well, like walking around happy. Whole, but, whole great night. song. Yeah. But like, a great sequence. Every time you hear that song, you can now imagine that And scene. the song that plays over with the, the expectations and the yeah. reality as well. Oh. That song as well gets me. Yeah. Um, I really... Yeah. So... Oh, I don't know. I've got a top, I've got a three there that would be very hard to pick. Yeah. But I think I Scott Pilgrim would just edge out the other two for its like originality. Mm-hmm. But those three are probably my favourite. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, good question though. Yeah, course. very good. Question. Very good question. And, and potentially a top five, which I've already got three on. Yeah. So already could do a best half. and worst. Could do a best What'd and be worst. What'll be the worst soundtrack, soundtrack oh, of this? Yeah, there's probably some bad ones out there. Yeah. But, yeah. Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, no, there were some decent songs in Hellboy. Yeah, songs, but bad usage. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. That, got, well, yeah. It depends what you count. Yeah, if you, if just, you just pick up the album itself and as to an it. album yeah. or in relation to the film, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you, Mari. Uh, next question, which uh, a whole ream of questions from one person here. Sounds good. Uh, from Leanne. Thank um, you, Leanne. First question: What has been the most underrated movie this year? Eighth oh, grade. I'd agree. Eighth I was grade. about to say that because it it was underrated because it was such a small release. Yeah. No one saw it. It's like a small festival movie. Although it got Oscar nominations, I, I believe. It wasn't eligible for any Oscars yet. It was because it was released in America last year. Oh, right. I believe the girl was nominated oh. for yeah. Best Actress. Uh, I think. Ellie Fisher. Ellie Fisher. I believe she was. She was definitely at the Oscars. She was there. She was there, which is good enough. Uh, just guessing there is pretty yeah. good. I'm pretty asked. sure she got... They did get. There was some nominations for 8th grade, I'm pretty certain. Okay. Because um, right. it's been out for a long time in America. We got it very late. Because uh, right. it's a festival movie sometimes. That yeah. Happens. Um, but yeah, I'd say 8th grade. Or Booksmart. I think both of those were underrated. Uh, Booksmart had but more mainstream more, yeah, appeal. It, I think yeah. if we're talking about That's, most yeah. underrated, yeah, I'd true. definitely go. Also, um, the girl, f- the the girl from uh, Booksmart. Yep, Seth. Not Seth Rogen. <laughs> Jonah Hill's sister, isn't it? Or uh, cousin? Uh, a relation to a Jonah relation Hill. To Jonah She's Hill, yeah. in the um, what we do in the shadows TV show that's currently showing. Really? She's she's good in it. Good. She's like a student who gets turned into a vampire very slowly. I can imagine her doing that. Yeah. That, yeah. She it's a very good show, by the way. Check it out. I, if you like the film, you'll like the show. Because it's the same. Uh, my wife watches the show. It's good. And I said, oh, we should probably watch the film. And she's like, yeah. Oh, the film's better. Yeah. The film's fucking... The show's good, but it's different. Yeah. The film and show are very different things. The film's... Yeah. I love the film. She, she, she raves about this one scene where all the vampires are there. And they talk yes. about the vampires that are missing. Yeah. And she, she says it's hilarious. No, it's good because oh, they've got yeah. they've got um, Tilda Swinton as herself. Yes. Wonderful. Um, as Tilda. Then they've got um, the guy who plays Pee Wee Herman <laughs> as a vampire. <laughs> and then Blade's there. Wesley Snipes <laughs> is there via Skype. <laughs> and there's someone, there's someone else that I've totally forgotten. Someone else yeah. from a vampire film. They're all like references to existing vampire things. Yeah. It's um, wonderful. It is good though. Um, that's the first question. We've got a second, second one. Okay, second question. So should streaming release should should streaming services release their movies on the big screen more? Mm. Um, that's only started very recently. Yeah. So, so with um, Roma. Yeah. Benefits of doing that. You're yeah. eligible for Oscars. Yeah. I think You've that's the only a, reason they you're should. Giving a big screen experience. Yeah. Option. Yeah. I don't. Trouble is, if you're going to release it on your streaming service, you're not going to get that much box office revenue. No, and vice versa, you're not going to get a lot of people watching right. it. On. You'll get some repeat viewing on Netflix, but you're going to lose the predominant of that big first day. Yeah. Everyone watching it is going to go. Yeah. So, um, I think in terms of trying to get a, a, like a small film Oscar or like awards nominations, then yeah. 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 But in terms of just trying to spread a film, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. I think streaming is definitely the way forward in terms of that yeah. but also with streaming I want there to be a duality of streaming and mm-hmm. and cinema experience because I don't want to lose either I don't want cinemas to lose out to streaming no and I don't want streaming to become too much like cinemas ideally you want a middle ground weird thing I a lot of these Netflix original films the sort of, a fair majority of them are trash yeah 
And I, I have a horrible suspicion that they are deliberately so. Mm, possible. Because they know... And they're good stuff stands out. <laughs> yeah. But that's because they, they are more... Because of the way it's, the business works. Yeah. They've got a lot more money lying around, meaning they can take more risks. So eventually, okay. because See, of that, was, you're going to end up with more... Vaccines. I was going to argue that they're just not bothering I think, with yeah, I cinematics think off. They're, it's possible, yeah. They're just they're saying, here's some money. They're carving something. out a niche for like really shit films. Cause they stick, a, stick a couple of famous actors yeah. on it, and people will be like, oh yeah, I'll watch that. Because they, they promote yeah. their own stuff on their apps yeah. more than other oh, yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, because they want... They're just yeah. like, oh yeah, watch this Netflix original, and everyone's like, oh that looks good, I'll watch that. But they, all they do is give people money. Yeah. They just say, they take a production company and go make something. Yeah. They don't really have much, next to nothing of creative input. Yeah. They just go, we like something you did, now do this. Okay. Or they cut like they're they're, they're maybe, the maybe, executive producers. Maybe they inadvertently have made a whole bunch of shit films, oh, and it works out well for their streaming service. Yeah. Then, I don't but know. also with streaming is people will watch a bad film because they're at home. Yeah. And it's they're already paying for it. They yeah. won't go and see a badly reviewed film at the cinema. No. But they will just press OK on a thing because they can always turn it off, or they can always do something else. No. They don't really. Get, they don't feel they've lost time and money. I feel like they're, I lost time watching I'm, Murder <laughs> Mystery. But I'm sure you did. <laughs> But not everyone feels like that, so it's a lot easier. Yeah. You, do, you get a lot less backlash because people are doing it in their own homes. Yeah. Um, so, answer to the question, should they do it more? Yes, but for the right reasons. Yeah, it really depends on the film. If they think they've, exactly. got, if they've got an absolute banger on their hands, then... Okay, and the final question, three questions from Leanne here. According to some sources, this was the year of films. Do you think that expectation has held up so far? No. No, it's been the same as every year. I think it's... It's been a what, sorry? It's been the same as every other year, pretty much. Not every other year, but it's yeah, similar I to the years that have gone recently. There's been a couple like, of big Marvel films. More than... More Disney have done some films. Disney are doing more, technically slightly more films than they normally do, but... Yeah, Disney have... A lot of Disney have... A lot of Disney are pretty much smashing if it's If the question was, is it the year of Disney films? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah, because Disney, Disney have got... A good all, all section Marvel of the market stuff. share. They've got a Star Wars coming out. Yeah. They've got all their remakes. And if we go back to our top ten... Yeah. At least half of it is Disney produced stuff. And that's the top half as well. Yeah. So, in that sense, if it's Disney films, yes, but the year of every year is the year of films. There are films out every year of varying quality. <laughs> okay. Every every um, year has films that are I good think and bad. I'm going to argue that 2018 had more, more. High quality? Or just more films? Just more interesting films. Okay. Like, even in March, I remember there was one film coming out most weeks that I was oh, like, was I will go and see that. Yeah. Whereas this year, it's that there aren't, it's not that there are fewer films, it's that there aren't as many ones that are like getting my interest up. Okay, no, fair enough. I think we're, we're shifting towards event cinema, Yeah. which is annoying me. Yeah. Yeah. As, mu- as much as I get excited for your Avengers Endgames and, and yeah. your Spider-Mans. That's where the money is. And your Star yeah, Wars is. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'd, I'd like to be interested by other but films. But then, going back to the previous question, is streaming a place to put those films now? Mm, it depends on the film. Again, yeah. Like I say, I, I like seeing things in a cinema. If, yeah, it's, no, a so good, if it's a good film, I want to see it in the cinema. I agree, I agree. If it's a bad film, I don't want to see it. Don't want to see it full stop. So why I have a Netflix account is beyond me. <laughs> well, they do have... The TV shows are better than the The film. TV shows are wonderful. The Netflix TV shows yeah. are, on, on average, very good. Yeah. I, the films although, are on if average, they put those TV shows in the cinema... 
again, yeah, that's, that's a different one. Um, final question, not a question, this, but we could, okay. we could frame it as a question. Thanks to the, Leanne for those. Yes, Leanne, three questions. Thank you very much. Uh, so the final question is from Sean. Yep. So not a question, but we can rework it into a question. All right. You should do a movie fights edition. If you don't know what I'm to- on on about, watch the Screen the... Junkies movie yeah, fights. Would be very funny. We've discussed this. Yeah, we have in the past. Pitch battle originally was a vague movie fights thing. I think I very think we, were, we were discussing doing movie fights, and I yeah. took one of the i I took one of the questions that they did in movie fights yeah. and said that's much more interesting. Let's do some of that. Yeah, because movie fights have done, and they're very good at it. Yeah. And I don't, you know, we might not be. be I think right. we'd be just as good. Yeah, but I think they're not. I don't want to just. Not, I don't want to just do what they do. No, and the movie fights episodes go on for a long time. They do. They're big old. Like seven questions, you say and that. you're on there for you say that. one we do and a half. Two hour long episodes this day. Yeah, but we have content to fill oh, those. <laughs> sharp fired at the stream. No, they, I, it's not. Not that I they would want content. to do it. I'd love a lot to do of a movie their fight. Ar- thing, a lot of their, I don't think we should. A lot of their arguments become cyclical. Yeah. But I think uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I like movie fights. I just don't think yeah. we should do it. No. Because it's not ours. No. Not to say that what we do is entirely original. Yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Ryan. <laughs> but, top, top five is entirely original. Yeah. Um, but I think we could definitely, like you say, we've included some movie fights-esque things. In yeah, in, in past in pitch battles, There's, that's the sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and even best and worst could a arguably bit. It's a little bit a bit yeah. debatey. Yeah, a debate I'm always up for. Um, yeah, but I don't think we should just do. We're, cer- we're, we're certainly flirting around movie fights. Yeah, we just don't want to do. We don't release an episode called movie fights because that it feel I'd feel dirty. <laughs> Film wrestling, yeah, like yeah. rap party. <laughs> you know what? That I'd be up for. <laughs> Uh, that is all the questions. Good. Um, Thank you so much for everybody. If who... you posted anything past this time, I apologise. They will we'll put that into a future thing. Yeah. If we get any more, if anyone posts any more, any more questions in the near future, we might that. do a shout every month. Yeah, just, just do a couple of questions at the, at the end of an episode. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, literally, one just came through. Hang about. Okay. This is live. <laughs> oh wow! What timing? It's not a question. Oh, of, course, <laughs> of course, it's not. But we might as well throw it in the end because it yeah. happened just in time, just before we're about to wrap up. Uh, Caleb um, has said Kung Fury. Just talk about Kung Fury. Have you seen Kung Fury? I have not. I've seen Kung Fury. Okay. Good talk fun. about it's, it. It's mental and funny and okay. weird. Good. And there's supposedly a remake in the works, but not really. All right. Um, it's just a really outrageous Kung Fu movie. I like Kung Fu movies. I'm, I, t- I, I'm like... thinking about a different film. Are you? I'm thinking about a different film. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Kung Fury is the online... Caleb's going to be disappointed. Kung Fury... <laughs> Is the the thirty minute short that was released on YouTube and Netflix? That's like an eighties parody of everything that happened in the eighties. Okay, I'm thinking about a different film. What film are you thinking about? But I can't remember what it's called. Because I, I, I thought Kung Give, my fa- I, you know what? I might have confused myself. Yeah. In the meantime, I'll talk about my favourite yes. martial arts films: uh, The Raid, The Raid Two. Um, even though it hasn't been done yet. I'm thinking about Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle? That's a weird Kung Fu movie yeah. from the 90s. <laughs> that is a... That is supposedly getting a remake. Kung Fury is a different <laughs> thing, which I also really like. Okay. <laughs> that was like an online thing that 
that was like yeah it was like basically like taking the piss out of 80s movie tropes yeah but like with a kung fu like they go back in time and and fight with dinosaurs and then Thor turns up but he's a giant yeah. like it's mad I would love um, to see but Kung Fu Hustle we... also fucking brilliant um, <laughs> people using Kung Fu against dinosaurs yeah. I am down for you know what I really want the director of the raid should do the Marvel oh it's getting into roundup territory yeah but the announced Kung Fu Marvel uh, Shang-Chi Shin, and Shang-Chi. Ten Rings yeah I think the director of the raid should do that I think that would be, be fucking brilliant <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> that would be that'd be really good I'm sure they've already got people in mind but if you're uh, listening, yeah. Kevin... No, they've, they've already got a director. Have they? Oh, yeah. Shame. What's her name? Oh, yeah, no, I did, like, she's also very like, good. Yeah. I don't know what But I can't remember her name. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. It's like Anna or something? Yeah, I can't remember. Also very good. I don't, I don't even know the name of the guy who directed the raid, so I can't even say... Gareth Hugh Edwards, okay. I think. He should He should have done that. Maybe I think Hugh... Who's Hugh Edwards? I, Hugh That's Edwards. That's a politician, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Gareth Edwards. I think it's just Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh Edwards, I think. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. look it up now because I really want it to be someone completely mad. Keep talking. <laughs> and I might be mixing up because I think Gareth Edwards is... is the triple jump? The guy who... What? <laughs> Gareth Edwards is the guy who did... Um... Oh, shit. Monsters. And then monsters, yeah. It was that it was a 2010 film that he he made the CGI entirely on a laptop. Okay, well, Sir Gareth Owen Edwards is a CBA Welsh former rugby <laughs> union player. For <laughs> sake, oh. that's all that's coming. Oh, director G- Gareth Edwards. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, he's a, Br- a British one. Yeah, he did. Um, so he did the films. Rogue One, I think. He did, and he did monsters yep. and Godzilla. Godzilla, that was the other one. And so who's... Hugh Edwards. Hugh Edwards. Hugh Edwards. God damn it. Is right. the BBC One news reporter yet? Yes. Jealous. That's who I'm thinking of. Who's the triple jumper? Gareth Hugh of? Edwards. <laughs> triple jumper. What a Q&A, guys. This has been perfect. Ed- Edwards? Yeah, exactly what we Edwards. wanted. Jonathan Edwards was a triple jumper. <laughs> oh, it's Gareth Evans is the raid director. Gareth Evans. Okay, we got there yeah. eventually. I wasn't too far off. When I when I heard because I heard you know what we're getting off point right let's wrap this up because we just end up googling things for twenty minutes yeah well if we keep going somebody else will uh, submit a question have a question yeah um so yeah that was it the Q and A section we might trickle that in over the coming episodes I enjoyed the Q and A section actually yes. it's really good I liked it um, it gave us we don't have to think we about could, things we could latch that on to, to the, the end, end of something. pitch battles yeah because pitch battles just is the shortest little, one just a little thing on the yeah. end yeah so like I said Although, again unless someone says something through now if you send anything past this point we will cover it. In yeah. a future episode. Yeah, we'll cover it in the roundup. Yeah. Yes, good Thematically idea. matches with a roundup. It does. Talk to us about film. Yeah. We'll okay talk. then. Well, that's good. the actual end now. We won't be back. It's the end of our experiment. The end of the yeah. variety. Let's have a look. Over an hour. Yes, of course it was. <laughs> you know what we're like. Even when there's only two we're, of we're us. We're about an hour and a half. <laughs> we, are, we are the bigger talkers, I think. We are. We could, both of us could talk. Unless get, Callum starts talking Callum's, about dichotomies. If we get Callum started on something, he then he takes over. Apart from that, it is our fault. Yeah, we, we cover a lot of ground. Uh, thank you very much for yes. listening into um, this. Feedback on any of the sections before would be yeah. greatly genuinely appreciated. Speak, genuinely, leave us a comment below saying what you liked, if there's anything you didn't like. Yeah. Well, um, f- negative feedback is fine. Yeah, we're yeah we we'd actually appreciate that. Yes, because 
on anything, yeah. not even on this, just yeah. in general. Or come find us. Tell yeah. us what you thought and share it. Yes, share it is the important thing. Even if you didn't like it, share it. Yeah, because share your the... friends might like exactly. it. Exactly. There's other people in the world. Who are you to dictate what they listen exactly. to? Exactly, so share it. And you might... Just, just realise the irony of me saying, how, who are you to dictate what they listen to? <laughs> yeah, because we're literally... That's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, right. Christ. Bye All again. Right. Bye, guys. Fare be well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whatever We've Been Doing here at Rap Party HQ. We'd like to thank Sam Sargent for supplying the score. To hear the full tracks and more music of the same ilk, feel free to head to soundcloud.com forward slash Sam Sargent and tell him Rap Party sent you preferably not at gunpoint. While on the internet, it'd help us out if you liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and kept an eye out for further episodes. Thanks once again for listening, and that's a wrap.